0: Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode, the newest episode of the Curated Culture. It's been about a year, I think. I'm not sure that I still know how to do this, but I'm going to try very, very hard. I'm going to give it a good, um, is it a college try? Yeah. Yeah, a good college effort. If my voice is unfamiliar, it's because it's been a while. To the uninitiated, I'm Rob, a.k.a. Robbie Diesel, and I'll be your host. And uh, sitting to my left, normally sitting to my right, is the co-host, the co-pilot, the co-captain of the ship, so to speak.
1: Me. (laughs) Hey,
0: there you go. Who is me? Maria. Yes. It's been a super duper long time since we recorded uh, I feel like the last episode might have dropped in October or so. <laughs>
1: and, me. Um, so
0: that was one maybe with Randall. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I posted the episode with Randall, which is crazy. That's, that's nuts to admit. I have no idea what the last episode was because it's been that long.
1: Yeah, it's bad.
0: But, uh, it's been crazy around these parts. Life has, uh, life is come at your boy really, really fast. There's been a lot of, um, a lot of changes internally and externally, uh, a lot of restructuring, a lot of reshaping and, um, most for the good. There's just been a lot of change. Uh, so part of, part of, of me and this site and all that was, um, Primarily, you know, like a mobile news sort of thing. I covered cell phones and all that fun stuff. And I I tried for the longest of time not to really talk about like what my actual real job was, partly because I didn't want to have to deal with any um, conflict of interest, so to speak. Right. Because I worked in an AT&T retail store and I was getting phones and press releases from Verizon and from Sprint and all those people. And so um I largely didn't really discuss that, but I think that'll be something that I'll talk about not all the time, but you know, maybe in in future episodes when necessary. The reason I'm bringing that up is um in my, or during my tenure with that role, you know, I, I kind of got jaded. I got really uh disconnected from the, from the job itself. And I was, you know, kind of wanting to change. And uh so that happened. I, I switched gigs. That kind of, why are you, why are you smiling?
1: <laughs> cause I was just thinking you were kind of hung up. Get it?
0: Oh, cause it's a phone. Good God. <laughs> Yeah, phone company, phone humor. I I should try to edit a rim shot in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I was. I was very hung up. I was very disconnected. I was. I was not feeling it anymore, and um, that kind of leaked over into the website and into the podcast and even into the YouTube thing. Everything has been really, really inconsistent and sporadic uh, in terms of communication. I think before last week, the site hadn't really been touched in a minute, and now that I have some sort of structure in my new role, I am motivated or remotivated I should say to begin to bring more content back out and that is why we're recording cool I missed it I missed having an outlet I missed being able to talk about uh news and technology and mental health and all that fun stuff most importantly, it was just really a really good reason to sit down with Maria and have a beer or have some wine and just ramble <laughs> excessively for like an hour. So That's what I, hope, I do every day though. So. <laughs> I hope that you guys are um ready to hear some rambling and some uh some ring rust or radio rust, whatever you want to call it. But We are returning. We're going to try our absolute best to make sure (laughs) that we put out more frequent episodes. I'm not going to put a a timestamp or a a weekly commitment on it or anything like that because, you know... (laughs) Life comes at you fast, but we will definitely try to make this thing more regular and more consistent. And that's across the board. That's with the podcast, that's with YouTube, that's with the website, the whole shot. Um, so, with that being said, make sure that you are following along with us. We are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, um, at the Curated Culture on Facebook and Instagram, at underscore Curated Culture on Twitter. Make sure you follow us. Go subscribe to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Robbie Diesel. Sneaker videos. Mental health videos. Clothing videos. Everything. We're up. Gaming. That's coming back. And I will. I promise you this much. The one thing that I, I guarantee is going to happen. There will be a YouTube video at some point of Maria playing Call of Duty And it will be be profanity laced. But I was going to
1: say, you can't put that kind of stuff on YouTube.
0: It'll be the single greatest thing that you've ever heard. Um, Before we get into the show, we're going to drop our personal handles, of course. So at Red One Maria. yay, She's on top of it. At Red One Maria.
1: Across everything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Everywhere. I forget.
0: <laughs> at, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you're really different in in any I, social. I need media. it all the same. Yeah, yeah. I'd get lost. I know. You forget passwords and the such too all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. Bad. This is good that you remember your handles. Uh, I am at Robbie Diesel everywhere on the tweets, on the Instagrams, on the Snapchats, and on TikTok.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> just like
0: there's three videos no there's more there's more there's like five or six videos on TikTok I'm trying to get I'm trying to get hip trying to get with it
1: I'm glad you're trying to get hip I am leading the resistance I know I know Um,
0: so yeah that's that's pretty much that that's been the journey that has been what's been going on with us Uh, there's going to be a segment in this show that you're going to hear about Maria and her day job (laughs) and that's going to be a race yourself yeah (laughs) So get ready for that, too. Um, But before we get going, I do have to give a very, very special shout out to the homie uh, Terrence T Rob Terrence Robinson over at the Aviators brand. That's like my new favorite streetwear brand. Um, Hooked me up with a whole new wardrobe. Pretty much, a ton of stuff. <laughs> Basically, so we we tremendously appreciate that. And as part of a new found partnership with the Aviators brand, if you go to the dot com, you find yourself some lovely gear, a book bag, some jogger, several t shirts, some hats. There is something there for everybody. It is fire clothing. Very, very well-designed, very well-made, quality clothing. So you go there, you get yourself some gear, and when you get ready to check out, if you throw Curated Culture in the promo box, use the promo code, Curated Culture, and you will save yourself 20% off your purchase. Don't do it too much, because we want to make sure that the homie makes money. But we also want to make sure you get a great deal on some great clothes. So do that. Head on over to the dot com. use the promo code curated culture at checkout to save yourself twenty percent off of some fantastic streetwear. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. It is January twenty ninth today. Yeah. We are nine days removed from Joe Biden being formally sworn in, inaugurated, if you will, as the 46th President of the United States. And it still... Not steel. Not the metal. It still feels weird.
1: (laughs) Still, Um, Still and feel steel.
0: Yeah, I know. I tried to put them together. It still feels weird, though, because the country as a whole politics as a whole is still kind of suffering from the venereal disease of of Donald Trump and trumpism
1: that massive hangover is not going anywhere unfortunately
0: yeah yeah it's it's definitely here to stay and you have so many republican lawmakers and senators and uh representatives from the house
1: somebody's house is on fire right now
0: (laughs) literally that's insane
1: that's loud
0: it's it's close remember
1: last time though it was down the road yeah i know like about four houses down i was like i
0: was about to say is it our house but no No.
1: (laughs) the smoke alarm hasn't gone on (laughs) let me make toast it can be
0: right we're not good with changing the batteries either, though. So, <laughs> I
1: I make you buy stock and where is it D uh, batteries yeah, now? Yep. Yeah. Cause that oh, yeah, shit. Swap them out. Ooh. See, I'm already cussing.
0: I know. Well, th- this is a cuss. That's
1: something that I can't. I can't handle.
0: Well, it's a cuss-friendly podcast. So. That
1: beeping sound every. I know. Mm.
0: You you call that out in um, when people do videos. I,
1: that's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I want to just like (laughs) slit someone through. Like, oh my gosh. Change Uh, your freaking battery.
0: And I never, I never really notice it.
1: I know. That's what grind, I think, I don't know. It's, it's a male thing I'm thinking. Uh, Selective hearing.
0: I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, it happened.
1: It beeps to be noticed.
0: Yeah. And I just ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my thing. <laughs> that was an excellent little sidetrack conversation. There's right. going to be a lot of that, <laughs> right? There's going to be so much of that this episode as we get back into the swing of things. Um, we were talking about you know Trumpism and and all that and and how that stain is still around and will be around. Do you think? that this Biden-Harris administration do you think they will have what it takes to pull the country um, I don't want to say back together that feels really cliche but at the very least do you think they'll have what it takes to kind of right the ship
1: um, I dare say the bar is set pretty low right now so they could I don't know formulate complete sentences without saying great or good. Mm-hmm. And it's a step in the right direction. Bigly. So, yeah. Um, it won't take too much. I don't know. Yeah, I think they've got what it takes. I think they're not going to be able to wipe the slate clean. There's going to be stained, hurt, emotional um deep rooted problems that probably are not going to get solved by any one particular administration i don't care who you are um but hopefully it it becomes more comfortable to come together and be open about it so i'm hoping
0: yeah Yeah, definitely looking forward to a little more, hopefully, a little more transparency, a a lot more legislative, progressive legislation, I should say. And I don't see the one thing that bugs me is, you know, Biden got in and I, I completely get it. I totally understand a lot of it is to undo the undoing of progress that Trump did when he was in but I really hate this notion that you know presidents kind of I don't want to say dictate but they govern initially at least with executive orders because the biggest problem with executive orders is you know the next guy essentially can come in and undo them
1: well That's just the way things are handled these days because, um, you know, Congress and the Senate are both set up to have some discussion and to create a a working and living document that gives and takes for all people. And when that becomes so closed-minded and so divisive, they don't get things done. Like, they're just kind of flicking each other off and then turning their backs kind of thing. That's not the original intent of their whole position. So it's almost become an executive order thing where you have to do that in order to get anything passed. You know, regardless of which side of the aisle you're on, um, it's become that way. So that's why I said, you know, when we come together, just to have a discussion and to be kind of real with each other, like, I see you, I get what you're saying, but we have to make something for all people. Right. So we got to pass laws for everyone. So... Yeah, there's not going to be stuff in there that I'm going to be fantastically wild about. And there's not going to be something that, you know, other people may be. But if they're working together and they're having that dialogue, then hopefully there's something um, real that everybody can kind of um, agree on or work with, at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's... It's one thing to say, you know, um, country above party, like Republicans, especially like to say that. And um, yes, this this is going to be Republican bashing territory because I know which way I vote (laughs) and I know which way I lean. But continuing my point, there's always this thing of, you know, country above party. But it feels like it's always the exact opposite when it when it comes to, you know, one side of the fence. And I'm not saying that every, you know, Democratic candidate uh, in the House or in the Senate or state representatives or governors or mayors, for that matter, are perfect because they're not. We, we've seen that. We've seen several examples of that. But in the last I'm not even going to say four. in the last uh, 13 years we have seen specifically Republican lawmakers go out of their way to make things insanely more difficult for middle class so I, I can't I don't even know if there is a such thing as middle class anymore it's like you're either super dirt poor and you're eating beans for dinner or you know, you're making it. You don't necessarily eat beans for dinner, but things are still tight.
1: I or ate beans for dinner. You,
0: and rice. And rice. Or you are ridiculously, sinfully rich.
1: I think there is a middle class, but the gap from middle to upper is substantially wider.
0: Yeah. I can agree with that.
1: Um, And that is... Kind of where um, now Republicans are having this. Not. They're having a harder time persuading those middle class. Like this is what's best here. When it really only caters to that really upper cross that's, that's seeing the benefit. So...
0: Are they, though? Are they having a hard time convincing people of yeah, that? Yeah. Like, I mean,
1: because you have to th- common think. Common sense people. You have to think, though, they've been living with a different Republican Party. I mean, you've got people who could, where, when that gap wasn't as, as wide, where could jump. And that could make an argument saying, hey, you know. They put this, this, and this in place so I could get here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas now it's not; it's like this veil they've they've kind of masked it in, like a you know, a yeah, be loyal to your party because be loyal. Yeah. and this is what we're gonna do, and it's gonna benefit these businesses, which then somehow will create more jobs for you to work.
0: Right. And And I see a lot of a lot of people, you know, in that middle class. And then a lot of people in the lower middle class that are like, yeah, damn straight. These people are looking out for us. They're trying to make America as good as it used to be, which wasn't wasn't the greatest. But and then when people, you know, truly come across with uh progressive ideas and you know spread the wealth and we need to be making sure that everybody has insurance and oh my god maybe maybe just maybe the first you know two years of community college should be free and these same people that are like hey we we're, we're looking out for you the republican lawmakers we're looking out for you joe the plumber that's that's a retro
1: callback Joe the plumber is paying taxes so he's paying for all that that's how they 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 justify it you want to pay for someone else's college you want to pay for someone else's health insurance you want to pay for someone else you've heard that hard earned money that you give in taxes is going to go to the person who's just milking the system
0: yeah which is ironic because again a lot of these same people are benefiting from policies that are like that like they pe- we pay into it metal me- metal care medicare metal care and social security like <laughs> older people people that benefit from these I'm going to throw that word out there. These socialist (laughs) programs. And they're like, socialism? Fuck that. I don't want to have anything to do with that. They're going to take my guns and they're going to raise my taxes. And I don't. And meanwhile, you know, your giant, mega rich people are not paying any taxes and are actually reaping the benefits of these these policies and it's like it reminds me of lately more than ever especially with the rise of trumpism it reminds me more of a cult than an actual political party people blindly give people turn on their friends and family lately if you have a difference of opinion People worship, worship leaders, the party, and it is it is a very weird situation to be in. You can you can talk to somebody who you know is a a trumper, a, a trumpist, <laughs> and you could lay fifteen minutes of cold hard facts on them, and it's still not enough. They don't believe it. Why don't they believe it? Because it didn't come from their party leader's mouth. And I'm very, I'm curious with there being so much information out there to directly show you exactly, you know, what's what and what isn't, people choose to look away from that.
1: Yeah. They choose to look away from that because it doesn't fit their schema, their way of thinking Um, they want to believe what's being said they like being a part of something bigger than themselves they desire to have a leader who isn't a cookie cutter politician they want somebody who talks like them they want somebody who ruffles feathers. Um, so Trump is very enticing to a lot of people. Um, and, you know, they they can say, well, he's he's made a ton of money. He's rich. He can bring everything that we need to our country. He knows exactly what to do. Because he's done A, B, and C. Um, they don't they're not concerned with moral character. Um they find it amusing that he can get away with things like that he has. I'm not even gonna go into that. But um He
0: don't you find it interesting, though, that you know people kind of it, it, to my point earlier, people hold him in that light, you know he's a successful businessman, he's done this and done that and done that. when there has been numerous reports, actual fact found reports based and routed and grounded in truth that
1: people he aren't is looking not. for truth that is the entire. The entire belief system that Trump is like standing on, he's not said, you know, the majority of what comes out of his mouth is a blatant lie. Yeah. Blatant lie. But it doesn't matter because they'll eat up whatever lies. Well, you know, he's got an excuse for everything, or he's got a um he doesn't have to justify himself because he's this he's such a great leader and they'll go back to the same five points they made before right um it's it is cult like um just like you know a cult leader could do horrible horrible things Mm -hmm. and in this cult person's mind a member of a cult that person can do no wrong after a while. Yeah, it's it's a mental
0: like. This is like a mental block.
1: It's a block.
0: Like you, you can you refuse to see past. Remember, we watched that the Heaven's Gate documentary. Yeah, which is really good. I'm I'm not sponsored or paid by HBO Max or Warner or AT and T. Well, I guess I am paid by AT and T. Anyway, <laughs> HBO Max. There's a documentary about the Heaven's Gate. Um, cult Um, the the cult that committed mass suicide in hopes of catching a ride on a spaceship that was hidden in the tail of the uh, Hale-Bopp comet. I would encourage everybody to go and watch that documentary it was very well done but it kind of it it breaks down how uh, so many different people you look like you're forming a a thought oh, sorry. I don't want you to just, lose like, it.
1: Over here mouth breathing It's Kind of like Like uh, Charles Manson In the same vein Like yeah. Once you start seeing These cult leaders Jim Jones you, you see Characteristics Of those people Yeah Um Kind of You know Where they Separate themselves From family And Yes They don't see That being A problem They yeah. don't see that Being as Wrong Or different Mm-hmm um they they distort the reality and then once they've got that distortion in place you can't it's a wrap. it's hard to shake like i can't and i know we all have
0: in in twenty 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 2020 was a garbage garbage year because it represented the culmination of everything that we thought would go wrong when electing Donald Trump as our president uh and you know, it's, it's one of those things that, um, it's, it's just rough because you, you see friends fall out with each other. You see families and family members fall out with each other. You see neighbors fall out publicly. And it's not like a a general disagreement. These are like hardcore, you know, name calling profanity laced, like, if you believe this, you're trash sort of things and it's it's usually most of the time it it always comes on the tail end of somebody trying to say but no, he's wrong. You you shouldn't believe these things. And that's that was my whole reason for bringing up, you know, the, the the Republican Party as of late has been like a cult because it's not just the constituents. It's not just the voters. It is everybody, people who, again, are in Congress right now, basically fell at Trump's feet in order to not lose favor with him. And I'm I'm really curious to see, you know, what direction the country is going to head in now that. We have allegedly, reportedly, we have a group of people who want to, you know, take kind of the team approach and lead um, together instead of just, you know, being one mind, one body sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I I mean, even now they're saying, you know, you've got to be on high alert because there are people who don't want to do that, who don't who don't want to come together at all who want to divide completely yeah and that was like their meal ticket into this and i think that's just fuel on the fire that happened and spiraled out of control like they saw this opportunity and they they latched on you know extreme extremist groups and what's sad is that you know that leader embraced them
0: yeah and 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 emboldened them
1: and so it it's a snowball effect of a shitstorm. so now you've got this giant boulder of snow that's gotta kind of heal and melt and um kind of take a look inward at what they really want this country to be and what um what they're gonna have to do to get it there so yeah. uh it's like i said it's not going anywhere it's gonna be like that snow pile that turns brown and dingy and gross
0: we're in michigan so we're very familiar with those types <laughs> and it's of like
1: there piles. until like june or july yeah. so yeah.
0: It's you the know. one. It's the one where you know they're like plowing the lot, and they keep dumping all the all the shitty snow in one spot. Yeah.
1: So there's a bunch of litter and uh, poop, and like all kinds of stuff in there. So there's it's
0: like a random Family Dollar ad. Just
1: there's my metaphor. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's all kinds of goodies in that yeah. snow pile. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I get. And that then Biden sure. gets to clean it all up. I know. I <laughs> or know. try to anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that he will make as much progress as he wants to make in four years. Yeah. And I don't think that he will have made as much progress as he wanted to make, even if he gets in for eight years.
1: Agreed. I think if he dents it, you know, well. Yeah. a little less.
0: He's going to give it a good college try. A good college try. Um, So we are at the tail end of January in the year 2021. One year ago is when we first started to uh, succumb to COVID infections. Yeah. The virus was starting to begin to rapidly spread here in the states um the previous administration last year downplayed it and said that you know one day you're gonna wake up and it's gonna be gone like a miracle and here we are one year later still battling that virus well on top of battling that virus because it has spread so far and so fast and so often we have now seen it mutate. What are we at? Four? Five different mutations
1: now? At least I think. I know the big ones. What you got? UK, South Africa, Brazil. I think there's one in Ohio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just in Ohio. Fucking because, Ohio.
1: Yeah. Um I think I don't there know.
0: was I think I feel like there was two different ones here and then there was yeah. like two or three different international ones. Um, We had a a moment, a moment, a quick breath, a New York minute, as they say, to celebrate because both Pfizer and Moderna had released vaccines that seemed to be very effective against the original strain Mm -hmm. of the COVID-19 virus. And now we are hearing and reading reports that they may not be as effective with these new mutations. Now, that's scary (laughs) in and of itself.
1: It is, but it's not surprising, I guess. Um, most of the variants will have some effectiveness. I mean, the vaccines will have some effectiveness against. Mm -hmm. So, that's good. There is a couple that that are scary. I think the Brazil, the one in Brazil, I think, is the one they're worried about the most. mm mm-hmm. um, Just because it doesn't seem to be as effective, and they're looking to to make a booster for the vaccine that you haven't got yet. You know what I mean? Right. So, it's already taking, like, a flu kind of path, mm-hmm. where... You have to get a flu shot every year. You're going to have to get a coronavirus shot every year. Just so they try to stay ahead, like one step ahead of those mutations. And the more it has a chance to r- replicate, the more likelihood of mutations going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's had a heyday, you know, running wild in, well, across the whole entire...
0: The globe, the planet. Earth. Earth yeah
1: yeah so it's not surprising that it has mutations, but yeah, so they're trying to get ahead of it. they're trying to get the booster shot available if and when that mutation becomes a problem yeah um, but yeah, they're already becoming more contagious, yes, um, and I've read some that are more more apt to. Affect children Whereas the others Didn't seem so um, Yeah I don't know what you want to call the word um, Didn't seem to affect kids as much
0: Yeah They weren't as Essentially they weren't as effective um, So here's here's my worry My concern is this Because there are um, You know so many different Mutations happening now And because of those mutations, potentially weakening the effectiveness of a vaccine, yet we are still kind of steamrolling into this, you know, reopening the country. I almost said company, reopening the country. Reopening
1: the company, sort of,
0: like schools. are you know trying to go full bore back but we want to place restrictions on bars and restaurants but I I don't know how one is better than the other when you know you you can say you know bars and restaurants and stuff like that people are more likely to spread it but um, your forte and what you do in your career uh, I can't think of a germier place than a first-grade classroom. And you would be correct. Yet <laughs> 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 uh, maybe maybe the men's bathroom. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say. Maybe, the, but... The
1: first-grade r- bathroom might be the germier
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's uh, true.
1: But, yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, where I was going with that is, you know, for those who are uninitiated... Since we're revealing stuff about our our real life personalities, uh, Maria is a a teacher, has been a teacher for quite a while, and uh, she's in the classroom right now, and we won't go like too crazy just in case, you know, a parent or somebody like that happens to be a fan of the curated culture, but um, (laughs) thank you, one parent. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and carl i know yeah. carl's listening i have carl to mention, yeah i was gonna say you <laughs> i know have he's to mention gonna. carl every single time uh but you know what What are the, what are the struggles that you know people may not be aware of you, you have parents who are like well we can't keep everything closed down forever and you know, my kid just isn't learning virtually, so they need to go back to school. What are what are some of the pitfalls that you see in the classrooms and, and and things that, you know, maybe people are saying aren't happening but actually are going on? Why is it, in your opinion, why is it not the right idea to be going full bore into reopening schools?
1: Um I, I see everyone's concern. I try to, to be open enough to see what actually people are, are experiencing or are their reasoning behind whether they want to stay at home because I am teaching virtual students. I am teaching face-to-face. I am teaching everything right now. Now, that has changed my job completely and <laughs> icing on the cake. I changed jobs in the middle of it. So now, you too?
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a trend.
0: That's crazy.
1: So I get that there are, because we've been in lockdown or in quarantine and, you know, in and out of being able to, um, lead a normal, what we know as normal life. Um, Parents had to abruptly become a facilitator. And we tried our best to teach online. Mm -hmm. You know, like the flip of a switch. So that was very stressful, not only for the teacher, for the child, and for the parent.
0: For everybody involved.
1: Right. Then that happened... For, you know, sometime that happened up until, you know, summer. So, you had this long stretch of parents and children in the same house not being able to get out. There's, you know, all kinds of situations. Your your students don't fit in a cookie cutter, you know, box. So, you've got other siblings. you got... You know, weak internet. You've got crummy, crummy technology. There are so many puzzle, moving parts in that puzzle that make it an uphill battle. So you've also got, uh, you know, um, pa- parents losing jobs. You've got kids who are going hungry. You've got abusive relationships. I get all that. that that's something you see in the classroom you know on a normal school right, day even
0: without right a so you
1: know that it's compounding itself so and then there's some mental issues i mean i think everybody can kind of feel that strain that stress that quarantine or lockdown had it it, it you know it messes with you in a mental capacity not only and it comes out physical, it comes out emotional, so that need to get some sort of normalcy um whether it is the student's need, the parents' need um, that is like an itching uh nerve that they just can't um get away from so I so you see it you're like i ha- they have to go back to school they have to. Do this. Right. Because I think parents see the kids kind of struggling. And the parents are struggling themselves. Like I said, it's a bunch of moving parts that are not stable. Yeah. Um, so I've been face-to-face this whole year. I've been virtual this whole year. Um, and it's a nightmare. I mean, what I don't think people realize is that. It's got to be five times more work on me Mm -hmm. than it is ever in the classroom. Then I'm also a new teacher. I don't know the ins and outs of the building. I don't know the teachers at all. And I can even kind of say that still. I don't know the staff I'm working next to because I can't pee, let alone go and say, Hey, how you doing? My name's Maria. Um, it's just not possible.
0: Right. With, with all the extra stuff that you have to do now.
1: Yeah. There is no, there's no wiggle room. There's no... And I fail daily. Like, I fail daily doing something. Whether it's forgetting to post. Or whether it's forgetting to make copies. Or whether it's um, attendance. Or, I mean, there's a hundred million ways every day that I can't keep up with. I do my best to juggle as much as I can. Whatever falls through the cracks, I kind of sweep up later. Yeah. So that's how I've been running since August. So the teacher burnout is is unreal. And it's to nobody's fault, per se. But parents...
0: I think I can blame one person. At least one. There's <laughs> one person I can think of that I want to blame. But please continue. <laughs> parents
1: but but parents don't always see that. And yeah. you know, kids don't see. It. You, you know, you'd hope that the kids don't see that you just want to fall over and go to sleep or drink heavily. Like you don't want that to come across in your teaching. Um
0: why do you, why do you think that is though? Even even though uh, because we've been at this now for a full year Why do you think there's still that giant disconnect between um, parental expectations and classroom realities? Like parents have, like you said earlier, parents have kind of been forced into that role of being a teacher now, right? Because of, of kids having to, to do remote learning junior, our son is, is from, is going to school from home and. Sometimes he has to pull me into things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what? You know, and and I, I recognize it as hard and I respect the role of a teacher, A, because I married one, but also because I know that what you guys do is not an easy thing. But there still seems to be such a tremendous disconnect between parents and teachers now, like the expectations are always skewed for some reason why do you think that is even though parents have now had a taste of that lifestyle
1: i think the parents have that disconnect because i think in general i think people think they know what teachers do because they've been to school they say hey i've been there i've been in there i know what they do i've seen it i've experienced it This is this I know what you need. So this is like lawmakers, yeah. I've been to school. I know what what goes on, I know I've been there. Just because you've been there doesn't mean you've been in the role of the teacher. And teachers don't get that respect. Not in the United States anyway. I it's just one of those things. Because in the same breath, they don't care about whether you get COVID and die. And I'm not saying this about all parents, you yeah. know. I, but in general, we have to get the kids back in class because they don't spread it. You're right. But, oh, yeah, that adult in front of the classroom, they can get it and we don't care because we need the economy going. Right. We need a glorified babysitter. Mm-hmm. That's how they see us. So until that changes, nothing's going to change.
0: What do you, what do you think are some of the things that could maybe, you know, out outside of mass teacher infections, like what, what else can be done to, and I know you don't have all the answers, just discussion. What else can be done to raise more awareness around this? Because, Again, there seems to be just massive disconnects and um, in, in skewed perceptions about everything across the board. Well,
1: it's just the way people think. It's kind of a closed mind. You get three months off. You get every weekend off. You get every holiday off. Why are you complaining? That's how they think. Right. They don't see me fall dead at six o'clock on the couch. I do. <laughs> I literally can't can't even take another step.
0: Yep. They
1: there's don't like see a massive the
0: pile of papers. In front of a us. pile
1: of papers on my floor <laughs> uh, that I have to correct that have been sitting here for two days. Yeah. They don't see me plan for twenty four hours straight on my weekend.
0: That you're that you're supposed to be just kicking back and that turn.
1: I'm getting off of school. They don't see that. They don't see me work until midnight to get report cards done, just right. so that that parent can come and yell at me because their kid might be not doing so hot in some subject. Right. They don't see that I'm staying up at night worrying about somebody's kid because. They, of what they said to me, or mm-hmm. how they acted, or um, what I can do to reach them. None of that matters. That's what you're supposed to do. And they get this, and I, God love the media, but they go and they find these feel-good stories for everybody. Yeah. Like, this teacher has COVID. This was really an article I saw. Yeah. This teacher has COVID. And from her deathbed... She's doing a Zoom call with her class because she loves them so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't,
0: I don't mean to laugh at that, but like, that is the most ridiculous thing.
1: I'm not going to Zoom call my class from my deathbed. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Like, yes, we are all going above and beyond what we've been doing. Yeah. But just because it makes people feel good, doesn't mean that I have to do that. Then have to do that because then they think, well, why didn't Mrs. Right. Bogan text us before she died? Why, what the hell? Why aren't you
0: doing this? Yeah, I think um, I think you know, taking a step back. If if I were not married to a teacher like i would I would still be doing everything in my power to make sure that um, maybe there's there was something more that I would be able to do um to kind of help negate that stress because you know teachers and it, it isn't again it's not just you in uh I think it's Cobb County, Georgia, they are talking about the possibility of not returning to work because the schools don't have the supplies and the resources necessary. There are schools in Georgia. Uh, A friend of mine works for a school in Georgia and it's not the entire school, but still this is very concerning. They don't have hot water in one of the children's restrooms. Like that is a big deal.
1: And, that's just another thing. Like, I am blessed to have very good parents. I will say, my parents have been surprisingly S- understanding. Would
0: you say stellar? Would you I, use that I'm going to
1: say, my parents pretty awesome. Not okay. going on. Right. No, but, and thank God. Is it God, because
0: they're all rich?
1: No. <laughs> I thank God we do have a working relationship. Sure. Because I mess up, and regardless of whether they have money or not, they... They show me some mercy. Sure. Um, and they've been very generous to w- and understanding with me, mm-hmm. which helps. Doesn't cure, but it helps. Right. But you have other people, like my sister, who's also a teacher, you have, who have been, who's been virtual the whole time because her school district's been hit super hard with COVID. Um, and lots of the students, family and... Um, have died yeah so you have that going on and you have these old buildings who've been neglected for ages and you have these ventilation systems which are causing problems and no matter what like i'm in a pretty well-off place to be teaching but even then there there isn't there isn't a hundred proof thing your kids are still going to be kids mm-hmm. You're still going to be a broken record with masks. Yeah. You're still going to have to hound them to wash their hands and find the hand sanitizer, and
0: to not pick their nose <laughs> and then right go touch everything. And then
1: to not hug—that's what kills you—is you can't hug on your neighbor. Right. You can't high-five them, give them an elbow, mm. it, and it, and just like that stress that. Uh, we originally saw in lockdown you see that kind of come back yeah. you know it's it's all of those things combined and then if you have a child who's you know got this low economic status and you can't and they can barely you know see where the next meal's coming from mm-hmm. they're supposed to get on this laptop and listen to a teacher and and learn in the same way Whereas somebody else who's, you know...
0: Taking their classes from a, you know, gigabit speed connection with a MacBook Pro laptop. Right. and Yeah.
1: And comfy chair and right. with their grapes that are being fed to them. You know, <laughs> it's it's like Their that. personal
0: servant, Javier, is feeding them grapes in the middle of the Zoom call.
1: So... It's
0: a good servant name, Javier.
1: No, it is not. Yeah. I'm sorry, all the Javier's out there.
0: Uh, How
1: about Robert? Ooh. I mean,
0: yeah, kind of a butler name. Yeah. But it's in the same vein as Jeffrey.
1: Jeffrey. Yeah. Robert.
0: <laughs> Robert, sir. Robert.
1: I'm gonna get a bell. Well. Anyway, wow.
0: Yeah, I know. Sidetracked. Sorry.
1: Yeah. It's just
0: It's rough. It's I, rough
1: no matter what. And yeah. I feel for the people who are just now going back face to face. Because I know the feeling. There's a lot of anxiety. You are you are going to be wiped out. Yep. Just wearing a mask all day is is different. And kind of sucks some life out of you too. But you get used to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, At least you hope so.
1: Yeah, I mean, you will eventually. You do. Um, but it's scary.
0: Well, the only thing that, um, the only thing that we really can do is, is to, to be diligent. And this is, this is my coasting into the next, next topic voice. But, you know, I, I think we all could stand to work together to exercise more patience and more understanding. For and, everyone. And not yes. just teachers. Yeah. All, all across the board. People in who work in retail.
1: Who like, hand me that Starbucks in the morning. Yeah, so I can make it through the day. Of
0: course. <laughs> just is it, it costs you zero dimes. To not be a dick. You know what else is free? Most of the time. It's free to wear a damn mask. Like I don't know. Why people have such a big problem with putting a damn mask on their face. I can recall so many times having that discussion, being in the retail setting. I'm talking about this like I'm 10 years removed, but (laughs) really, it's only been like two months now. Uh, But I, I can recall being in the retail store and people just being so insanely combative about wearing a mask. It's it's no longer in the court of opinion as to whether or not a mask works. There's been several studies published, peer reviewed medical studies that have been published talking about the effectiveness of wearing a mask. And I'm one that I like to get into the particulars particulars um and you know the little paper thin neck gaiters stop fucking wearing those they don't do anything (laughs) they don't most people would recommend and by people i mean medical professionals kind of like dr fauci who Was just super glowed up when they (laughs) when they brought him back to talk about, you know, COVID protocols and things like that. But medical professionals are saying that if you're wearing a mask, if it's not an N95 mask, which most of the time you're only going to get that if you're working in the in the hospitals or something like that. But you should have on something, if it's a cloth mask, it should have multiple layers on there. Which, again, is not a fucking neck gaiter. Those are basically the same thing as panties. Stop wearing them. (laughs) They don't stop anything. Uh, Wear a mask. Be patient. Be kind. Be friendly. And be safe. That's it. That's, That's how we get through this. Moving right along, (laughs) I didn't do much research in this, but I saw it in the show notes, and I'm really excited to talk about it because I have no idea what the hell it's about. Uh, There's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Subway is selling fake tuna. Is is that a thing?
1: (laughs) There is a lawsuit um, claiming that Subway, it (laughs) Subway's tuna yes mixture there yeah yeah. has
0: subway the sandwich shop by the way right yeah
1: subway the fast food sandwich artists yeah um they claim that they had an independent research company look into their tuna to see if it is really made of tuna and what this independent company found out was that um, it is a concoction of things, but tuna is not one of them. So um, this, uh, I think, gentleman is suing Subway because it is kind of false advertising their tuna tuna uh, and creamy mayo things. Now... Um, I looked into it a little bit and um there it was a an employee of Subway that made a TikTok as you are all so enamored, um where they show the process of how they mix the tuna. So they have a kind of package and it looks like a kind of looks like formed meat Mm. or like pressed meat. And then it kind of crumbles and then they put the mayo in there and it smushes all together and it looks like what you see in the little bin that gets dried up and crusty after a while. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Subway's facing this lawsuit. Um, my take on things, um, Subway's been sued for other things like their foot long is only 11 inches long. <laughs> yeah. um, kind of... You kind of got to put it everything into perspective. When you walk into a Subway restaurant, um, you're really eating fast food.
0: Yeah, that's that was exactly what I was about to say. So,
1: you're eating fast food. You have to come to the realization that you are... That's what you're doing. Yeah. And you are choosing one that may be a healthier option than the gag in a bag you might get at another fast food chain. Sure. Um which has, you know, this one has, you know, vegetables. Mhm. However, it's still a fast food chain. Mm. So, you're not going to get um you know, the health spa uh five-star special for nutrition. Right as subway. Yeah. And they
0: sold you foot long subs or 11 inch subs for $5. Yeah. Like come on.
1: So are you really surprised that the tuna may not be sushi grade tuna?
0: Am I? No.
1: In their sandwich? <laughs> like or maybe it's not even tuna, say. Yeah. It tastes like tuna. It smells like tuna. And it's just like a notch below tuna.
0: Yeah, because it's fast food. Yeah, no. Listen, I I believe it's tuna. I I really truly do. I think it is probably the lowest cut, lowest form of tuna that you could ever get because Subway is fucking fast food. You don't go to Subway like you were saying. You don't go to Subway for uh, sushi grade tuna any more than i go to burger king because i want usda grade a grass-fed beef beef. no i go there because i hate myself and i want a giant burger that's gonna mess me up the next day that's why i go there also it's cheap it's quick it's fast um you you don't you don't and it
1: tastes good i mean you eat it because it tastes good
0: Uh, Yeah, sure.
1: Now, it tastes good at the moment. Yeah. You look at it, you know, an hour or two, maybe not. But, you know, that's one of my sandwiches at Subway. Because I don't eat meat. That's
0: your jam? Well, yeah, that's true. I
1: only eat fish and then veggies. So, it's either a veggie sub or a tuna sub. Mm Mm-hmm. And...
0: Did they stop making the bread with yoga mat, by the way? Yes, they took the chemical (laughs) from the
1: yoga mat.
0: I mean, at this point, if you're eating yoga mats, what does it matter if it's real tuna or not? And there was
1: another uh, um, lawsuit saying that their bread had too much sugar to be considered bread.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, again, this is not the crust bakery who's like... Hand tossing Handmade Bread For your (laughs) Delicacies Your
0: croissant
1: Right Yeah No This is something That's mass produced Quickly So that you can Grab your sub And go
0: You know who might know A thing or two About fine breads Carl's wife Jill
1: Well yeah Hey Carl (laughs) She Thanks for listening (laughs) She makes all the good stuff Yes she does um
0: uh yeah, I just I, I think it's it's really weird. It, twofold. I think it's really weird that we can't expect like quality food from fast food <laughs> restaurants, but I also think it's really weird that we do expect quality food from fast food restaurants in a world where you can get a eleven or twelve inch sub with meat and bread And cheese and veggies for five bucks. Like, what what do you think you're getting? I challenge anybody, anybody to go to a grocery store or your local marketplace and buy 12 inches of bread, sandwich meat, veggies and cheese and the dressing of your choice and walk out of there under five dollars impossible. Well, is the experience going to be a lot better? Yes. Why? Because you're paying for fresher food. You're paying for higher quality bread, higher quality ingredients. This shit has to be cheap and it has to look like trash in order to get it to you fast and efficiently.
1: That's that's kind of what we got to come like a come to Jesus moment. Like, listen. If you're shopping in the or grabbing something quick to eat mm-hmm. at one of these chain restaurants, you are not going to be getting an all-natural experience. Yes. Period. Yep. Because you know why that costs money, mm-hmm. and you don't want to pay more than five bucks for your footlong. So there's there's that realization, and once you get over that, or if you can. Then, you 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 get there, and then yeah. you realize, okay, I'm gonna eat some stuff that looks and tastes like tuna, probably not tuna. Probably ain't tuna. I'm gonna eat this hamburger that looks like a hamburger, sort of looks like somebody pounded it into the ground first, and then I'm gonna regret it later.
0: Pink slime.
1: Pink slime. <laughs> Nuggets.
0: You, you know what this. This reminds me of it's this- processed. This reminds me of something that that I've only heard him say it a few times, but I always wondered what the hell he meant. But as an adult now, it makes perfect sense. My granddad was one that would like he was an old Southern. He grew up in Alabama, was was a sharecropper, never had access to like really high quality food. Right. Ate the bottom barrel of every like they cooked and ate raccoons sometimes, <laughs> like that sort of thing. <clears throat> and I can remember hearing them say to my mom once, jokingly because, you know, they they finally were able to actually afford like good meals and good food. But I remember hearing them say to my mom once, like, do you want a meal or do you want to eat? And I never I never understood what that meant. And now as an adult is like, I I totally get it. If I want a meal, I'm going to go to one of these, you know, local mom and pop restaurants and I'm going to pay more for we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, yeah. we, we can go to our, our local, you know, Middle Eastern cuisine restaurant or Lebanon, uh, <clears throat> Lebanese restaurant or Italian joint or soul food joint. And we pay, you know, 50, 60, 70 dollars for a meal, because the food is higher quality, the meats are higher cut, your vegetables are fresher. When we want to eat, we end up at Taco Bell or McDonald's and places like that. And I just... I, kiss. Yeah. And oh, my God. <laughs> Never again. Never again. Uh But I, I think, again, it's, it's weird that we... You know, can't expect higher quality from our fast food restaurants. But I also feel like it's weird that we do because we've been we've been shown time and time and time again that these restaurants want to keep their profits high and their margins low. They they have to find that balance somewhere. And most of the time. Finding that balance somewhere Means they're going to skimp out on every single place that they can. So, yes, you're going to get lumpy, dehydrated tuna instead of, you know, again, like you say, sushi grade tuna. You're going to get burger meat patties that are probably only actually 20 percent meat and everything else is additives. I saw a video of um, it was a, a, a Little Caesars employee making the pizza sauce and people were losing their minds because Mm -hmm. they took water and this really gross looking red paste and this giant bag of, it was just like generic low grade Italian seasoning essentially, but people were saying that it was something else and they mixed it with like a, a giant drill bit, yeah, a big drill bit and I'm like This is not surprising to me. Little Caesars will sell you a full-size pizza for $5. A hot and ready. Hot and ready. If your stomach's touching and you're in Michigan, especially, you get yourself a hot and ready. B. Bell knows exactly what (laughs) I'm talking about. I know you're going to hear this too. You get yourself a hot and ready, and you can eat for two days on a hot and ready. One person. If it's a family, you get yourself two to three hot and ready's That'll last you two to three days. That's neither here nor there. But <laughs> this is a full-size pizza for $5. What are you expecting?
1: But here's the thing. I think, yeah, we like the value, obviously. And yes. some of us don't have the choice or the luxury. Of course. To choose. Of course. But that's what makes... This, again, a wider gap where your options are, you know, this pizza who it's ultra processed or, you know, you're ended up eating the same thing over and over because that's all you can afford. Sure. Now, you know, thank God we have the luxury where we can go and get a meal rather than, you know.
0: Get something to eat.
1: Get something to eat. but um,
0: I think that's going to be the title of this podcast. Do you, do you want a meal or do you want to eat?
1: Right. And the, that's where we got to kind of stop. Like, does anybody stop eating Subway tuna then? No. You want to no. bet? No. No,
0: absolutely not.
1: And just like the pink slime. Yeah. and um, how much they're telling you how awful the burgers are and then they label them all with the calories and Mm -hmm. the sodium content and even taco bell has a sodium warning on some of the items and so did that stop us no no and what's interesting though is that we were talking about this i think earlier during since pandemic in michigan you know restaurants have closed to indoor dining What people choose to eat has been crazy. Like, we've, you know, drove past a couple of fast food places where they're, like, waiting out in the street. They can't even get in the parking lot. Yeah. And meanwhile, you know, you get takeout from your local eatery and it's like famine. Right. So it's kind of sad. Although, but then you got to take into effect, you know, well, if they've only got that $5, that hot and ready looks really good. It does.
0: It's it's definitely more appetizing than a, you know, $25 pie from Luigi's.
1: Right. And the ramen noodle thing. Remember when they said it wouldn't digest in your stomach for three days? That's disgusting.
0: It is. But.
1: But you see it flying off the shelf in cases.
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: So that's something. That, you know, is a problem. And then they show, you know, everybody from the neck down and how fat they are in the United States.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we have all of these illnesses. Well, no.
0: Yeah. It all it all boils down to, you know, the, the haves and the have-nots, I guess. Which is the perfect segue into our main story. Dun, dun, dun. And something that i'm really excited to talk about because we don't dive into topics like this a whole lot and that's kind of what we're going to be doing more of in in the re 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 of the show um and that is of course if you've been under a rock the last couple of days there's been a tremendous takeoff in a story about stocks and hedge fund managers Literally losing everything because of a small rogue group on Reddit pushing uh, the value of stock in uh, GameStop and other companies. It's not just GameStop right. it's like AMC and other things like that, like through the roof. And I have baseline knowledge on this aspect of it, but we'll still talk to it. Um It's essentially, you know, these these ridiculously rich people, they kind of bet on companies to fail. They want a company to not do well so that they can just buy up all the stock that they can. They own large shares of it and how they get there is through what's called a short trade, which is essentially where they borrow a stock from somebody they don't pay for it up front they borrow a stock and let's say this stock is worth ten dollars and they borrow it and they turn around and they say i'm gonna give you this stock back eventually and that stock for whatever reason goes up to you know 15 bucks They immediately sell it or whatever the case may be. They take the money that they make extra and they keep it and they give you that stock back. So in that example, they just made five bucks. And they do this over and over and over and over again. Well, this rogue group on Reddit decided to drive the stock price of GameStop through the roof so that these people that were running these hedge funds, who have borrowed all these stocks, A, no longer are in the position to be able to easily buy these stocks. <laughs> but B, they still owe the stocks back. to. I'm, and I'm not sure where, where like, do they well, just stash them in the portfolio? What they
1: do is they... They have them, they keep them, and then they say, well, if it reaches this much, then we pay you this much. Right. And it kind of compounds. So the more the stock makes, the more they have to pay the person. Yes. So if they're banking on it to fail so right. that they make their money. So when somebody drives the stock through the roof, well, now they're in deep shit. Because yes. now they owe A substantial amount,
0: and and the deep shit is something to the tune of what I think the last I checked it was like seven billion dollars. It's
1: an astronomical amount of money,
0: which is insane. And and these same people who have been you know betting against these companies and who have been working the system in their favor for years and years and years are now crying foul.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Which is really... My
1: scheme didn't work.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. This this scheme that I've been using to get over on people for years and years and years is suddenly unfair because it is now working against me. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be the most hilarious thing is in the, the world. the best
1: piece of karma.
0: It really is. That you and, can
1: get. And what's even... Better than the karma aspect is that it was a small group of people on Reddit that weren't these hedge fund yep. owners who don't really dabble in the stock market per se but who have realized the system and gave them a big you know fist to the ass
0: yeah uh, <laughs> a, a, a tight clenched fist. Yes. Um yeah, I I find that hilarious and I, I did a little bit of digging and um you know, it, it, people are upset because stock apps like uh, Robinhood for example have stopped the ability to trade GameStop stocks. And they're saying that, hey, we had to do this. We had to do this. We had to do this. And yet there has been no formal filings from I forget the the company. Is it the SEC, the Security Exchange Council something I like that? I have no idea. I, you can tell I am very masterful in my finance knowledge, but I'm pretty sure it is. The SEC has not told uh Robin Hood that you know this is this is illegal, this is fraudulent, you need to stop these trades. Nobody who has any substantial say in the financial world outside of these hedge fund managers have cried foul at all. So now Robin Hood is like, hey you got you can't you can't trade GameStop stocks anymore because these clients of ours are are losing too much money and I, I find that so interesting that even when the system has been rigged in their favor for so long they still find a way to rig it
1: yeah line pockets line pockets they protect their own so the very rich are losing money well then that in turn means you're losing money yeah so whoa wait a minute The scam was working just fine the way it
0: was. (laughs)
1: Now, your your, your dumb money can't be doing that because we're not making money off of you anymore. Right. And that's the system that drives me bananas.
0: Yeah, and part of me feels like at the end of the day... Uh yes, that's that's the first at the end of the day of the podcast too. It's
1: always there. Yeah, yeah,
0: I always have to throw it in there, but um at the end of the day, I feel like once this is all said and done, you know, those those rogue traders, those independent traders are somehow some way going to end up footing the bill for this. I don't know how just yet, but I feel like somehow that that big Powerful machine that is Wall Street is is going to come out on top some kind of way.
1: I'm sure it'll win. Yeah, it's the bigger beast. It is but with a grassroots effort. I know. <laughs> That's I know. what I, that immediately makes me think of Bernie. Yeah, I know.
0: I am once again.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm once again asking you to buy shares of GameStop stock. It's, it's really, it's a really interesting thing though, because, um, you know, these companies I'm quite sure are just thrilled that, that they're worth, you know, more than they were worth a week ago, but it's also interesting to think about like what happens next after the stocks aren't being brought or bought or purchased in mass anymore. Like what what does that? What does that stock look like next week?
1: Don't know. What's next?
0: Yeah, like Mister Robot. I know that was that was actually where I was going. Like this feels <laughs> this this feels like. And sorry, Society. I'm going to I'm going to spoil Mister Robot. So if you are watching it and you haven't finished. Please, Sweet. Jesus, please fast forward. Back? I know you need to. <laughs> you need to finish it. Uh, but there's going to be spoilers for Mr. Robot here. So fast forward, I don't know, five minutes or so. Um, but, you know, it, it was really thrilling to see... Elliot and F society pull off the five nine hack and they caused this major disruption in the, in the financial systems and the financial markets. They erased all forms of debt, you know, student loan and, and mortgage debt and things like that. And it was, you know, shoe, debt. <coughs> shoe, shoe debt. It was meant to kind of liberate people, but, As we see, you know, the plot thicken and and the show progress, it actually turned out to be more of an agent of chaos than it was an agent of good. Yeah. uh,
1: Yeah, but I don't know if I'd say it was an agent of chaos. I think it was manipulated again.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, in the show it was, you know, because right. people had no access to uh, bank accounts, for example, because the banks, in that sense in particular, they had no no idea where the money was. So you, you would have somebody who was, you know, a hundred billionaire who is now basically have the same money in, in their accounts or in their wallet as a, a person who... Teaches first grade, you know.
1: Which is way different.
0: <clears throat> it was yeah, very different. It was it was very interesting. It's beans though. and rice different. <laughs> beans and rice for dinner. ramen it's a meal. Yeah. Fake <laughs> tuna. We are eating. <laughs> That's not a meal, we're eating. Uh it was interesting in that show, at least, to see these, you know, financial pundencies, higher ups, the 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 top one percent of one percent.
1: Did you cond- say pundencies? Pundits. Pundits.
0: Yes. Yep. I don't know that pundencies is a word.
1: Okay.
0: But yes, I, the the financial. I didn't
1: know pundits was a word. Pundits.
0: Yeah, pundits. P u n d i t s. Look it up. That vocab is off the chart.
1: Pundits. I think a pundance.
0: No. Pundits. What is pun dance? I don't
1: know. Like a pun that dances?
0: No. No, pundits. Pundits. Uh, It was interesting to see these financial pundits uh, kind of scramble to figure out what the next step was going to be. And meanwhile, people who may have been, you know, thousands of dollars in debt, be it to... Uh, a mortgage or a student loan or a credit card or whatever the case may be to see that all go away and to kind of see both of those different groups of people deal with that. That I think that's an interesting premise now is, <clears throat> you know, manipulating the price of GameStop stock going to put us into that sort of predicament. no, no, probably not, but I, I do think it is it is it is interesting on one part to kind of see these people squirm. Another really interesting consequence of this is it has kind of sparked the dialogue of you know fair trading into politics. And one of my favorite people in the world took to Twitter. To talk about and to shame Robin Hood for stopping the trading. Hey, I didn't
1: take to Twitter to stop Robin Hood. No, nah, I know
0: you didn't. I said one of, uh-huh. not my most. Uh, but uh, AOC went on Twitter and and kind of talked trash about Robin Hood and how, you know, they are basically helping the, the rich rig the system against uh, the poor. And do you know who actually agreed with her?
1: who agreed me
0: well yeah, of course we do. We have our allegiances uh professional real life professional dick extraordinaire ted cruz professional dick. yeah he's he's i'm pretty sure that's on his little his plaque on his deck his on desk. his deck yeah. <laughs> I keep mixing my words up. His plaque on his desk says "Ted Cruz, professional dick." That's what it says. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he agreed uh, with with AOC that we sh- we should be looking into this a, a little more fervently because it was uh, the system has been unfairly rigged.
1: So he wants to unfairly rig it some more. You're right. Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> they, they're probably on two different ends of the spectrum there. But still, I found that interesting, too, because, you know, in terms of ideology, you can't find people that are more different than those two. Yet. Yeah, they kind of united on this cause. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how all this turns out. It'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Uh, I, for one, am glad that it happened, though, because, it, again, it, it kind of... got a lot of
1: points on that GameStop uh, reward here,
0: no? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to reach out to Marcus to see if he's retired yet because I know he has a ton of <laughs> stocks in GameStop. <laughs> um, I, think, I think that's where we're going to end it at. We're going to end it this week on the GameStop talk before we start rambling. Uh, thank you guys so very much for listening to the show. I would like to say that we'll be back next week with a new episode, but I'm not gonna promise that. I'm just gonna You don't
1: know what next week. Yeah, I
0: don't for. I don't I don't. I don't. Lord willing. <laughs> we'll be back Damn. next week with another episode. Uh thank you again for for riding it out with us. Uh make sure you go and check out the the site. We got a couple of new articles up. That I can say will be updated. Daily or every other day for sure. There's gonna be something new up there. The Make sure that you're checking us out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok eventually. Uh, at Red One Maria, at Robbie Diesel, at the Curated Culture on Facebook and Instagram, and at underscore curated culture on Twitter. Jump on over to YouTube, watch some family Friendly content for now until we upload that video of Maria cursing at Call of Duty. Yeah, you gotta get that video. That's happening. I promised and guaranteed it, so it must happen uh we got youtube we got instagram we got snapchat we got twitter uh make sure that if you are listening to this podcast on an apple device or google or if you are listening to us on spotify or stitcher radio wherever you get your podcast make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode when we do upload if you're on apple Make sure you hop into Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review and a a lovely little comment. That'll help the algorithms push us into where we need to be to increase visibility that way. And lastly, big, 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 major thanks to our sponsor, the Aviators brand. Make sure y'all go over there, check out the selection. And again, if you end up picking something up, which I highly recommend, make sure you use the promo code. Curated culture at checkout. Save yourself 20%. I am Rob, aka Robbie Diesel. It has been an absolute blasty blast talking into the nether for a little over an hour. Maria, do you have any closing thoughts?
1: Uh no, not really. If you buy something, show us what you bought.
0: Yes. Yes. Tag us in your pictures.
1: Hashtag
0: okay. Aviators Culture. I don't know. That was a terrible hashtag. That is yuck. Yeah, yeah. We'll think about it. But anyway, tag us in your pictures at underscore the curated culture if you pick anything up. And uh maybe I'll do a little giveaway with some of the some of the stuff I was just Ooh. recently a blessed d- with. A
1: double whammy?
0: Yeah, double whammy. So uh stick around for that as well. Thank you guys so very much for listening. We're out of here. We will catch you all on the next episode. Until then.
1: Later.